0: Hello, Colleen.
1: Hey, Aaron.
0: We are back, and we are not broken up. Um, (laughs) I think we, um, so last week's episode, we titled it MicroConf Recap, and everybody that listened to it, which is like our eight friends, were like, dude, you should not have titled this MicroConf Recap when you buried the lead about you guys breaking up. So (laughs) sorry about that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yep. That was funny. I got a couple DMs about that. People were like, "Uh, what? What's going on?" It's like, "You have to listen to the whole episode." Yeah, 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 keep
0: going. Yeah, I actually got some too that were like, "Wait, what's happening?" And then the next message was, "I haven't gotten all the way through the episode yet." I'm like, "Oh, okay. Well, just keep keep listening. We we do explain everything." So, seems like uh, people love the drama, but here we are, much less drama-filled this week.
1: That's right. All execution this week.
0: Yeah, you're free now. So what the heck have you been doing? You're just like walking on the beach every day?
1: (laughs) Not quite. Although I do live only a mile from the beach. So relatively easy to walk on the beach every day. This, So this is really it. This has been my first week where I have been completely able to focus on the business part of building a business. And I have to tell you, it has been amazing.
0: Good. I was, I thought that's what was coming. But yes, that's, that's good to hear.
1: I mean, it just feels like when you're trying to fit a side project slash business into the nooks and crannies of your day, when your day is already really full, especially with work and family, it's exhausting. Like, you you, you know, it's exciting because you're working on something you believe in, but it's exhausting. I, I feel like I can breathe. <laughs> like I'm just swimming in time. It is glorious.
0: I am so happy for you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, you're out there at 5 a.m. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Tell me more about how it's exhausting to fit it into the nooks and crannies. Um good. That was the whole that was the whole point. That's why we took the money. That's that's what we're doing here. So I'm glad to hear that, that it has lived up to your expectations or your hopes, I guess.
1: Yeah. I have always heard about all the stuff you should do to grow your business, and that kind of stuff when you're building a product always feels secondary. Like We have a friend who has been advising us on marketing, and he was always asking us to make these weekly spreadsheets of marketing numbers. And I remember we were like, we we just, we don't, we can't, like you can't, it was too much, right? It was like, we just don't have time to care about page views. Well, now I have time to care about page views. Yeah. So that has been Really interesting. So for my first week of Deep Dive, I've actually been doing quite a bit of cold outreach. And like a
0: real business thing to do. I know. Not just hiding outreach. behind the computer screen. You're actually trying to talk to humans.
1: I talked on the phone to two humans that I have never met, never talked to, never interacted with in my life.
0: Incredible. Incredible, just from from a LinkedIn DM.
1: Yeah, so let me tell you about this. So first of all, which I'm sure business people know, but it's a whole crazy wild world out there with cold outreach, like it's a whole thing. And so I won't get super into the details, but I talked to some people who had done it, watched some like cheesy YouTube videos on LinkedIn, how to use Sales Navigator, got Sales Navigator and spent quite a lot of time trying to find the people we're initially targeting. And then, you know, but the whole, all the tools to do the cold outreach are so shady because it's like this Google Chrome extension Mm -hmm. that scrapes LinkedIn, but you got to keep LinkedIn open because it's pulling your session key from your your LinkedIn
0: Oh yeah, that is so (laughs) shady. I love it. That's amazing.
1: They're like, don't close LinkedIn because we need your session key. So it goes in. I found this tool and it like goes in and it scrapes LinkedIn. And then there's another tool and these are paid tools. So it's kind of like glue. You know, you're trying Mm -hmm. to put these pieces of glue together. There's another tool that you have to pay for that will try to scrape specifically to find email addresses. And then there's another tool (laughs) that I was using called lavender.ai to help me write cold-ish emails.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And what I I didn't get super, like I've talked to people who have spent, sent thousands of cold emails, and I don't think that is the way I'm going to go, mainly because I myself despise, right. despise cold email. So I am not going to be a cold email sender. But what I do think is going to work really well is LinkedIn outreach.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I had a phenomenal response rate on LinkedIn. God,
0: that just blows my mind.
1: Yeah. Well, here's what I did. Let me tell you though. I think it's important to get a little bit of context in there because the people I mined on LinkedIn responded to comments from, I'm going to use the term influencer, but like a highly followed person in their field. So if okay. it were Twitter, let's say, um, Taylor Otwell commented or tweeted. And then you get a hundred people that. This respond. is
0: context. I understand. Talk to me <laughs> right. more about Taylor Otwell. Yes, keep going.
1: <laughs> Taylor Otwell tweets about his car, and you yeah. get not his car, but he tweets about. <laughs> I see those sometimes, and I'm like, wait, oh, this guy.
0: They're, they're so yeah, this guy for real. Yeah, they're awesome. For real. All right, so he he tweets about he Laravel. He tweets about
1: Laravel, right? Let's say I'm trying to I'm trying to attract. I'm trying to talk to Laravel developers. So he tweets about Laravel. But I don't DM him because it's Taylor Otwell. He doesn't sit around right. responding to DMs, right? Right. So then I, I see the hundred people that have responded to his tweet. Those people I now know are interested in Laravel and they are active on the platform.
0: Ah so okay. I
1: scrape so that so I scrape those people's information and then reach out to them. And I didn't go so for the first reach out, and this is within the platform, so it's mm-hmm. not like through email because again I just hate cold email. Um yeah. It's within the platform. I know they're interested in the topic, and I know that they're active on the platform. So that was the first group of people. Now that was automated. I used a tool to do the um, scraping and the automatic oh, requests, but I had over fifty percent of the people responded to me.
0: That is so many people.
1: It's so many people. <laughs> like I was. I am. Shocked. I am
0: shocked by that number. Fifty percent. That is shocking to me.
1: I was shocked. Now, not all of that. Now, to be clear. Only one person scheduled an actual call. But the other people sure. chatted with me on LinkedIn, um, at least one or two messages. And some just, they went further. They just, like, were chatting with me, kind of like like if you were on Slack in
0: weird um,
1: the LinkedIn Connect. Yeah.
0: These LinkedIn people, man. Weird. Super
1: cool, right? So yeah. one of the things that someone... I don't know how much detail we want to get into into who I was targeting. I don't know if we're ready for that yet. But I was telling a friend this story because everyone is shocked. I had this crazy high response rate, and I was not targeting developers. And one of my friends pointed out as he said, "Maybe that means these people aren't used to getting cold outreach. Yeah, like totally. Maybe they're a great target because no one is selling to them. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, Ooh, maybe, maybe. So.
0: <laughs> yeah. So man, yeah, I just cannot." I get cold DMs on Twitter all the time, but they're always very poorly done. And it's always like, hello, sir, are you in need of copywriting help? But I'm like, no, I don't, I've never heard of you in my life. This DM sucks, but I guess LinkedIn and maybe this audience is, maybe it's just a different world. And I'm sure, I'm sure they look at your profile and are like, oh, this is a real, this is a real person. This is like an actual professional and i'm sh- i'm sure that helps
1: right i'm not in sales i'm not a recruiter yeah
0: yeah that's true
1: and what i did is so i had the automated message if they responded to that with a real message then I took 10 seconds to read their profile. And then the next message I said, I see that as a XYZ person, Mm -hmm. or I see that you have X like specific to them, like you have this experience. And to be fair, this is very, very much customer discovery. I am not trying to sell anyone anything. So I was never like, I didn't open with, hey, I'm building a thing. I opened with, hey, I'm trying to learn about your field. Mm -hmm. Can I ask you a few questions about what you do in a day? Like, I think that was my opening cold message.
0: It's a pretty and, good message. Uh,
1: thanks. I'm getting better at it.
0: Yeah, that's a pretty um, good. That's that's pretty compelling.
1: This uh, Lavender AI tool is, and this tool is not just for cold. It's for like cold anything, not just email. Mm-hmm. Um, But the big thing in this tool is they're like, what are they, like 50 words yeah, or something? Yeah,
0: it's like 30 to 50 words.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, so I tend to be very verbose in my writing. <laughs> this tool is only
0: only in your writing though
1: (laughs) there's a reason i had multiple podcasts yeah exactly got a lot to say um so this tool was basically like yeah you need to cut out like 80 most of of it it most of it so that super helped to run it through the tool because the tool was just like nah try again
0: yeah that's awesome man that is i'm just shocked by the number of people that responded to you That is incredibly cool.
1: It was incredibly cool. I am excited, and I'm learning a lot.
0: Yeah, so you got on a call with one of them.
1: I did. Dude, this guy was so... It went great. So he was a developer-turned-founder, but he's had his business Mm -hmm. for like 15 years, um, and it was just super cool. Like, it was super nice. And yeah, we just talked about, I mean, just about his business. And, and you know, again, I'm, I'm very much in customer discovery. So I'm just, we have our hypothesis of the pain point, but I am not feeding it to people. Right. Um, and I knew he was using one of our competitors. That's how I found him. So I was trying to understand more what he was doing with their software. And um, he was happy to share. It was great.
0: And did he feed the pain point back to you unprompted? Did he say exactly? No. No, okay.
1: No, his pain point. So I think we've said on here, like we're focusing on internal reporting for teams mm-hmm. and his pain point was still external facing reporting for
0: customers. Got it, okay. Oh, that's right. Cause they ended up embedding some stuff. Yeah.
1: But I mean, not to get off topic or change, we're not, you know, widening the scope, but embedded BI looks so easy. I, I thought they were doing something clever. They're just loading it in an iframe. Yeah, like I, was, I, can, I
0: can do that. I can do that. You can do frames. that in a yeah. day. I can figure like, that I was like, out, I think.
1: I'm confident we could figure that out, like, in a day. Like, it was just, yeah, it was funny. Don't
0: widen the scope on me, though, please. I'm no, barely, no, no, we're not barely hanging on as it is.
1: <laughs> we're not doing it. We're not doing it right now. But it is, I was like, oh, this is such an easy, theoretically easy, you know? Yeah. Um, But I think, you know, we're trying to do this, air quotes, the right way. And everyone knows the right way is to customers. And so there's this great tweet I saw the other day, and it was basically like, all you should be doing in the early days is product and customers, like nothing mm-hmm. else. And I was yep. like, exactly. That's that exactly is, that where we are.
0: Correct. That is sound, correct. That sounds like a Matt Winsing tweet. He's been on fire recently, but I don't know if it was, but that sounds exactly like something he would say. Um, okay, so why are... So we're being a bit coy about what we're doing, and I think we should we should call that out. We're not... We're not being totally transparent on that yet. So why are we not saying the new name, the new product, all of that? Just so our, our five friends understand.
1: <laughs> you said we had eight friends at the beginning of and the show. And last
0: episode, it was 12. <laughs> so I don't know why I think we're losing <laughs> listeners as we're going. But yeah, that, that just became clear to me as well.
1: <laughs> the only reason I don't want to say the name yet is because I want to have a website at the domain. Ah, before. Yes, that's right. We announced it on the podcast. And also, so, it's a
0: very good domain. I'm very I'm happy s- with it.
1: I'm very happy with it. It
0: is a .dot .com. It is pronounceable. We bought it aftermarket, so it cost a little bit of money, but I'm pretty happy with it.
1: I I am also quite happy with it. I think it's an excellent name. Yeah, I just want to get a website up because I don't want... I don't know if you're going to release this today. And so... <laughs> I don't want people to be like, oh, let me check out their website and sign up. Yeah. And
0: then everyone and then everyone come to us and be like, hey, your website's not. not (laughs) I know. I freaking Um, know that.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So not intentionally being coy. Just don't want to, you know, we're still maybe a day up. Honestly, it'll be probably up by this afternoon. But just in case it's not, I'd rather wait, hold off a beat on that. Yeah.
0: What else? Anything else on your side?
1: I'm trying to think if there's anything I want to talk about more about customer development. I think the, ah, yes, I know what I wanted to say. Um, so Ruben was on the above board podcast. Did you mm-hmm. hear that one?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I just loved how he, he just takes this super non dramatic, pragmatic mm-hmm. approach to everything. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I hadn't really thought about till he was on this podcast is one, With SignWell, he literally took on DocuSign, a bazillion-dollar company. I know. And so that's always encouraging when you're like, okay, even if there are huge competitors in the space, we can find our slice. Where I'm going with this is is he just talked about this really pragmatic approach to building a product. And we're in this weird state where we don't actually have any customers, (laughs) so we don't really know what our ideal customer looks like. Right. Right. And so what I'm doing is I'm making a best guess, and that's this first group of people I have gone after. And I'm trying to narrow the aperture by making a best guess, talking to as many people in that field as I can and say, yeah, these are our people or eh, probably not. Yeah. And so I'm only one and a half weeks into talking to this first group of people. But I don't know. I mean, this is the hard part, right? Like, I don't mm-hmm. know if they are our customer after talking to yeah. them. I'm like, eh, maybe you guys aren't our customer. And so I just feel like you can't, I guess what I'm saying is you have to just make a guess and go after it and see what you learn instead of trying to think your way out of an answer, right? Instead of just sit here, let's think more, let's think more. It's like, let's just guess, try it, see what happens. So I don't know, I'm gonna talk to some more people, like follow up some on some of the LinkedIn conversations that I started with this first group of people. I don't know that they are our ideal customer. Mm -hmm. And um, you looked at the initial landing page copy that I wrote, and that's Mm -hmm. clearly not geared at this first group of people. Yeah. So I think maybe give this one more week with this group, and then do the whole thing again with a different group of people and see if I can start narrowing down who really, really, really wants this thing.
0: Which is hopefully somebody. Um, Yeah, I think that sounds... That was a very good episode that Ruben was on. He is just so... I like how you call it non dramatic. Like, he just has an idea and tests it, and then has another idea and tests it. And it's like, oh, yeah, that kind of makes sense. Like, uh, I, (laughs) I kind of think of him as like, uh, almost like bootstrap dad. Like,
1: (laughs) you can just (laughs) be like,
0: dad, what should I do? Be like, well, did you try this thing? Oh, no, that's a good idea. I should just do that, shouldn't I? He's just like so even keeled and he's, yeah, he's just good at it. So, thanks bootstrap dad um yeah i like that i kind of agree that this it seems like this first batch of people might not be the right set um but thinking ourselves in a circle is not going to get us anywhere and boy did i think myself in a circle this week and had to call you for to bail me out um but yeah it's i think we want to do this the right way not to do it the right way but to get to get rich like we want to do this one the right way so that it works and I think this is the right way we just gotta talk to I wish we had customers we could talk to but that's you know one step away um so I'm on board with that I am glad that you are enjoying it because that sounds like a lot of talking to people
1: <laughs> it is a lot of talking yeah
0: so anything else on your side nope okay so I thought myself in a circle as I mentioned um yeah, so I'm building, you know, I'm building this, this product based on our first hypothesis, like our our point of view, and we will change it and adapt it as we go. But we got to start somewhere. And so I'm building it based on what we think is correct. And I spent a bunch of time this past week, like looking at all of these competitors that are just literally everywhere. <laughs> like they just keep mm-hmm. popping up. Every time I'm on Twitter, I'm like, Oh, never heard of you before. You've got $15 million in funding and you're a competitor and you're one of many. And so I think at some point I just lost, I just like lost my mojo. And I was like, I don't know what we're doing here. Like, I don't know what we're doing. I don't know how we're different. I don't know what we can do to compete with these people. And so one morning, I think it was maybe, was it yesterday that we talked?
1: I think it was yesterday. I think
0: it was yesterday. So I got out here early. I got out to the shed quarters early to do my my side work, and I just sat here for like an hour and a half. It was like six o'clock, and I had my coffee, and I was just like, I don't know what to do. And so then I messaged you and was like, Hey, whenever you start your day, please call me. <laughs> <laughs> and it was great. It was super helpful. Like you called and we talked through it all, and I got I got my mojo back, and was like, Okay. Great. I know exactly what I'm supposed to do here. I know exactly what I'm going to build, and I have a path forward. And man, if I were a solo founder at that point, I don't know what I would have done. I think I would have been stuck in the doldrums for quite some time.
1: Yeah. Well, that's why we have each other.
0: Yeah, we're not usually down at the same time, which is helpful. Sometimes
1: yeah. we are. <laughs> Sometimes, but infrequently. infrequently. I mean, infrequently. that is one of the really nice things, though, about doing this with someone else. Because it's like, wait, what are, what are we doing? Um And that goes both ways, right? Like, after I talk to 15 people and they're all like, "Mm," you're like, oh, they don't need this thing at all. It's like, oh, is this the right thing? Yeah. So, I am glad we were able to pull you out of the doldrums so quickly, right? That was in and (laughs) out in two hours. Yeah. (laughs) That's super awesome. bad.
0: Yeah. That's actually pretty good. Um, So, beyond that, um, I have been building some stuff because that didn't last terribly long. Yeah. yeah, I think we're still, I think we're still like on track to have a payable MVP by the end of this month. By the end of May. Okay. Um, and I saw, I saw another tweet somewhere. I think I may have sent it to you, or I may have just bookmarked it. I don't remember, but it was like something about. And this is something I've told you a bunch of times. Like we don't want to be a half-assed version of a better product, like that has all the same features, just everything done worse. We want to have the one thing that we do differently. Like we want that thing to be pretty good and maybe not even have the other features. And that has been that has been encouraging to me because like, I just can't compete with 10 people that have $15 million. But they're not doing the same thing that we're trying to do. So that's what I'm trying to keep in mind when I when I hit the low points of like, what's going on here?
1: Yeah, yeah, I think that is an Excellent way to approach it. Let's pick the one thing we do, do it extremely well, and we're not going to do all those other features. I mean, there's some big ones that are not going to be in our MVP that every other—I don't say every other, but a lot of the other products that are similar-ish have. And mm-hmm. We're like, that's not that's not our differentiating feature. So let's lean into what our differentiating feature is and do that really, really well.
0: Oh man, it's not easy, but I will say it is a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun to be building software and being able to do whatever i want without the (laughs) without the product being the code that part is a nice change because with refine for so long the product was the code and so like now it's it's just not i can do whatever i want and i don't have to like (laughs) i don't have to think of every edge case for every app that's going to implement it so that's quite freeing
1: yeah end of May is ambitious, though. <laughs> like, like, you said that again, I was like, Oh, man, where am I gonna find a paying customer before the end of May? Um, I'm not saying know. ambitious, like, I think we should we should continue to have that as our goal. I've just got to find someone who is like, yes, I want to pay for this right now. And that's what I'm trying to do. Right? So I did the first yeah,
0: that's the people, point, yeah,
1: finish them up, see, see if there's anything there. If not, I have some other ideas of who else it could be. So yeah, I am. Um,
0: it does feel I'm ambitious, excited. doesn't it?
1: <laughs> it does feel now that it's May fourth, I'm like, oh yeah. yeah. I haven't found a single person who is like, This is the thing. I found a lot of people that have pain points in this space. Yeah. But I don't yeah. We'll see. I think we can do it. I that's think still we can three do weeks. it. I think we can do it. Yeah.
0: I think we can do it. I think um I think it's gonna be dramatically easier once we have something people can play with.
1: I do too. I think that's gonna make a huge difference.
0: So that's on me. <laughs> yeah but we'll get
1: there. Yeah, I think we'll get there. Like, I think I feel good about it. Um, Practical stuff. Website. I have the first draft, so I'll get MailChimp hooked up and we'll push that live just so we have something um, by the time we record our next podcast. And then, oh, I know what else I was going to say. So the thing I I realized while I was doing this aggressive LinkedIn outreach, everyone knows this, including myself, but I'm just going to say it here. Like, inbound is always better than outbound, right? So I spent... Last week, really, really deep in outbound, outbound, outbound. And then I was like, we don't even have a site. We don't even have a way to get inbound right now. Mm-hmm. So I feel like this week is about let's at least set up a structure so inbound can happen. Yeah. And so um, that, so my goal for this week was to get a website up, which it will be. And I'm hoping we get some inbound while I'm concurrently doing outbound.
0: Yeah. Yeah, inbound is way better. It's also way easier. (laughs) Oh,
1: yeah, for sure. And honestly, with Refine, like, we know this concept is interesting to people because Mm -hmm. when we were actively talking about Refine, we got a lot of interest. Mm -hmm. And conceptually, this is Refine as a SaaS. It's not really that different than our last product.
0: It's not really.
1: It's basically what we had before, but it's a SaaS. So mostly the same. And people were mostly excited about it before. Right. So I'm hoping they're still excited about it. Um and so I'm hoping we will have a good group of people to pull from to start talking to people about this specific SaaS. Right. Yeah. I mean we're we have we're people.
0: right in the middle of it, man.
1: Yeah, we are. We have people Feels- on our mailing list, but
0: we do I forget we do have that mailing we
1: list. We do have I was I was in MailChimp yesterday and I was looking at it. Um
0: we should send them a bunch of email.
1: Maybe let me do it. I should be pulling from that list.
0: Yeah, that for place, sure. That's
1: what my, I'm going like to do that today. Yeah. Um, I ah, should be we're pulling.
0: geniuses. No <laughs> we're so one smart. can stop us. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we're on fire.
0: <laughs> yeah. It took us a week and a half to remember <laughs> to that we re- have a list of people that have asked us to contact them.
1: Yeah. So we got that list, which is, you know, it's not Corey Haynes 15,000, but it's over a thousand people. Um, and... Yeah, so so I think, like you said, we're, like, right in the middle of it. Like, this is the exciting time. It's just customer's
0: product. All right, well, anything else we need to cover? I don't
1: think so. I think I'm good.
0: Uh, I think I'm good, too. Okay, we'll give this one a real clickbaity title to make up for our foibles last last time, yeah. (laughs) All right, I'll talk to you later.